3: You just embark into this beautiful butterfly. That's when people really value you and and just admire you. And I'm like, that's what a woman goes through. We go through all these transitions and not the greatest of them, right? But we always embark out like a gorgeous butterfly. I haven't met one woman yet that I'm not, I don't completely fall in love with because I hear her journey, her pains, her struggles and where she is today. And I, I am all about celebrating women.
2: Welcome to Latinas Take the Lead. You just heard Maloxi Resto, winner of the reality show The Big Shot with Bethany Frankel. Like many of us, Maloxi's life has been chock full of pivots from working at The Gap to jumping into the entertainment business and working on shows like Game of Thrones to winning a reality show and then starting her own business. Maloxi is as unique and as powerful as her name. So let's dive into this conversation where Maloxi gives us a peek Behind the curtain of what reality shows are really like behind the scenes and how she changed her own reality by stepping away from an opportunity to create her own with her wellness brand Monarchs let's go So muchas gracias thank you so much Malaksi Resto for being here on Latinas take the lead Thank you for having me I'm so excited to be here Talk to me a little bit about your name where does it come from So my father made it up.
3: People want like this amazing story behind my name. And I wish there was an amazing story, but he took pieces of my mother's name. So you think Maloxy, so you're like, oh, wait, then her mother's name is even stranger than Maloxy. But her name is Daisy Milagros. So he took the MIL from Milagros, the S, two S's. Um, my mother only has one and Daisy. And he says, I know there's something going to be different about this one. Like she's going to just tear it up. She's going to be strong. She's going to be a fighter. I need to add something in there that's just going to break it up and just like, just powerful. And he added the, the K. the Okay. I'm
2: like, really that? That's the story? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I love your dad. Thank you. That is ingenuity, you know, at its finest. He,
3: yes. He is very creative. And then my middle name is just a totally different story. We won't get into that, but it's, <laughs> but it's, it's different because when you see my siblings' names, so you're like, oh, so the siblings must have, you know, st- not strange, but unique names. No, it's Carmen, it's Kaylee, it's Ramon. So here I am standing out with Maloxy and I'm like, I have to live up to the name. So I'm the one of all the siblings that comes with the chaos.
2: <laughs> Her, totally. My sister's names are Maria, Joanne, And Lisette, and then (laughs) Naive, let's just throw in some spice just for the hell of it, right? (laughs) I love it. Wait, what does your name mean? So my name is actually, I'm I'm full Mexican-American, but Mm -hmm. the name originated from a Lebanese family that migrated to a little town in Mexico. And my mom heard the name from, they named the daughter Nahibe, and she's like, I really like the name. So here I am. I love it. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this did you have a problem with it when you
3: were younger? As the, Did you get bullied at all? Oh, yes. Did you? I didn't. You know, my friends would, would just poke at it like, what's a malaxi? It sounds like yeah. a, a stomach
2: medicine. And, and I, I used to <laughs> own it. I'm like, well, what's your name? I. It's so funny because we grow and then we, yes, when I was little, I wanted to just fit in, right? And be mm-hmm. a whatever, a Kelly yes. or a whatever normal Amy or whatever. And then now I'm so happy that I have a unique name. Yes, I agree. It makes you apart, right? I agree. I always wanted to be named Lisa, but I love my name now. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it too. It's, so to, to start the interview and the conversation, in case no one's heard of your story before or what you're up to, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Amazing.
3: Well, I don't know where to start. Um, I could go (laughs) back as far as when I started in the corporate world, been a fighter from the very beginning at the age of 14. I went to Baby Gap to get an outfit for my nephew and I saw the manager and I'm like, are you hiring? (laughs) She was like, well, we are. You made it. Like, You worked at the Gap. You're it, girl. I always wanted more and I would wait for the, the regional managers to come in and I always had so many questions. Long story short, I ended up in corporate, but I felt like I still always wanted a little bit more, right? Um, So fast forward, I applied to be on the show on The Big Shot with Bethany Frankel on HBO Max. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, "Ah, let's let's just put in an application because I'm like, hey, it could be like The Apprentice, right? It it Mm -hmm. sounds sounds interesting. Um, And then I didn't think anything about it afterwards because COVID hit. Mm. Um, So in the midst of COVID, I get a phone call I wanna say maybe seven months after I put in the application and they're like, Hey, we're calling from the B show and I'm like, The who? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, The who, the what? Yeah, what? What are you what are you talking about? I <laughs> am you're fighting COVID. What are you talking about? No. Um and they said, Well, we're we saw your your submission and we would love to have you at least try out for it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Do you know there's a pandemic outside these right. doors? And they're like, well, you know, they there was a whole song and dance and I almost didn't do it. I was like, no, I'm not going. I, it's I, How can I leave my family in the midst of COVID? I didn't know anything. I didn't even know where we were going. Like, I, they wouldn't share anything. We didn't know we were filming in New York, in Los Angeles. I knew nothing until the day they picked me up at home. Did you know Bethany Frankel was part of it? I did know she was part of it, and I was terrified and excited all at once because Bethany is the real thing. She is an extremely strong woman. She shares exactly what she thinks. She, um, she's a mama, you know. She she gets it, and and I was like, well, if, if I'm coming, if I'm, I have to bring it. Right. You know, this is Bethany Franco, and again, I've worked with um, intelligent and powerful women in media before, and these are the women that set the path for me. And, but it mm-hmm. came all with compassion and, and creating a relationship throughout the years. Being thrown in front of a camera mm-hmm. with Bethany Frankel, not knowing what you're going to face in the next week or so was frightening. It was the most frightening experience
2: of my life, to be honest with you. Wow. But the competition was for what? To ultimately be her assistant or what was it? No, it was to be the vice president of operations.
3: So basically oh, be wow. her right hand person to run everything that is Bethany Frankel and Skinny Girl. Wow. But again, we didn't know this until we got there. We said it was an opportunity to help her build and run her brand. Mm-hmm. And I said, I've been doing this my whole life. This is easy. This is I can do this in my sleep. What are you talking about? Like, okay, whatever. But when you throw cameras in in there and different personalities and not knowing. You see, I'm a planner. I'm the type. I have an itinerary for, that plans <laughs> out my life for the next 20 years. So I was like, this isn't in the itinerary. So how yeah. am I planning this? And we couldn't talk to our families. They took our phones away from us. So it's like almost to build up suspense. And and just when the cameras go on, it's like you're ready to fight because you have to prove a point and you want to go home. And that right. I, I gave up a lot of times. So I'm going to be honest with you. It was supposed to be two weeks of filming. Mm-hmm. Two weeks. They said, are you are going to be away for two weeks? It ended up being two months. Wow. Wow.
2: And I what was, kept you in the game? What kept you in there? Because you spoiler alert, you won. I won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I watched it because I'm a I'm a Bethany love her or hater. I am yes. a Bethany Frankel fan. Amazing. I'm a total yeah, fangirl. You- so I saw the show and I was rooting for you because I'm a Latina, I'm always rooting for the Latinas. I'm like
3: Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> It was, it was, I love to see that it was Wendy and I, two very strong, powerful Latinas on there. I wasn't alone. What made me stay? So I, again, I packed my bags several times and I'm like, I'm out of here. But I wanted, I need a change in my life so desperately. Um, On the show, you saw, Bethany always said, Mawaxi always plays it safe. Mm -hmm. You bet your bottom dollar I always play it safe. Why? I'm a Latina. We have to fight harder. We have to, and I'm a woman. And on top of that, I'm a mother. So I wasn't doing it for me anymore. I was Mm -hmm. now doing it for my children. I was now doing it for all these Latinas that were watching me, that were cheering for me. And and I'm Mm -hmm. like, if I walk away now, I'm showing them it's easy to quit when it gets hard. I refuse to do that. So I said, you know what? I've been here what 3 months? I mean 3 weeks already? What's another week? I kept saying that to myself every week. I've been here 4 weeks, what's another week? And then finally a week before the like that's it, the the competition was going to be over. I I was in, in tears because I was like I cannot do this anymore. I'm afraid. I'm getting right to the end. And it's mm-hmm. always when you get uncomfortable where the miracles come in, right? Where totally. you just you just get it. My husband's like, "You're not coming here. You could leave and I'm not opening the door." <laughs> I was like, "What?" He goes, "You have been doing so much for everyone your entire life. If you're not taking care of us, if you're not taking care of the kids, you're taking care of everyone in the excuse me, everyone in the corporate world." It's right. time to do this for you. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, corporate world, you're you're in it 24 seven. And I'm that girl, I'm that girl that I'm always available. And and I was always complaining like, ah, oh, you know, I love working for people. I just don't want to work for anyone anymore. More. Mm-hmm. I, I want to just do something different that's going to serve me. Right. Um, and that's what made me stay. And I was like, God, if wow. this is for me, let me know. Let me know, I'm, I'm going to give it my all. And, and that's exactly what happened.
2: Yeah, and you hit a home run. So, congratulations on that.
3: Thank you. And, and Bethany's
2: good at, at, you know,
3: like keeping the suspense because I was like, I, I, that's it. I'm losing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have this. Like, towards the end. Right. And when she said my name, that wow. was really shock. I, and, and the emotion that came over me, and it was, and when people ask, like, why did you cry? And I was like, because I was exhausted. And I think the inner child in me, I cried for her. Mm. because I was like, we did it. We right. did it. All these years you worked so hard and you felt like you weren't seen. Here we are. This is for you. And it was it was just the little Milo that was crying. That, <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm going to cry again. I'm always crying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And Thank if you, you if you pull back the curtain on what it's like to film a reality show, whether it's this one or I mean, I'm sure they're all kind of filmed very similarly. Mm-hmm. It's not as Fancy as we may think, right? Like, where did you sleep? When did you eat? How long were the hours? All of that. God, let me tell you, to everyone that wants to be on a reality TV show, please,
3: please, like, second guess, do your research. And even w- when you think you've done all the research, do some more and then throw it out the window because it's never what you think it wow. is. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I didn't know where we were going. We, they, they didn't tell us anything. So a car shows up drives drives me. I'm like, do I need a passport? Am I getting on a plane? And they were like, no, you're going to New York City. I'm like, are you serious? Like, okay, great. New York City is right across the bridge from you know, it's home to me. Uh, we stayed in a hotel in Soho, but we didn't know how many participants were on the show. I was kept in my own room, and all the other participants were kept in their room. We weren't allowed to speak to family. Um, at the time, I had several relatives that had passed away of COVID, so we would get the phones once a day. Mm -hmm. and you know when I would open up my phone you know bad news such and such just passed away so I really had to have a heart to heart with the producers and say I get it but I can't do this like I really Mm -hmm. need to be in connection with my family because of the situations and the circumstances that are happening so Mm -hmm. they said fine and I, I I believe that that helped others get their phones back as well so we were communicating so we stayed in a hotel in Soho They will feed us three times a day, you know, our, um, we would have one person that would be in charge of us and they would come knocking on the door, send us a text when we had our phones be like, you know, here's the menu. What do you want to eat? So Hmm. it was a lot of that. It was like waiting, like, oh my God, I don't want to say this, but it almost felt like prison. you know how you guys (laughs) spent three times a day.
2: (laughs) When you're describing it, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it felt like, thank God I was in a nice hotel that I could open my window and be like, oh my God, there's sunlight. And I'm
3: like, this is kind of like jail. Um, so we were kept like that for maybe two weeks. And then mm-hmm. I started getting upset because I'm like, I'm doing absolutely nothing. We're not filming. No one's talking to me. What's happening? I could be right. home with my family. But it was right. because the elections were taking place. There were riots taking place in New York City. And the numbers were going up in COVID. So that was their way of keeping us safe. Finally, week two, they're like, all right, we're going to film and get ready. So we're all getting dressed. Again, we don't know who's who's coming, who's joining. We don't know anything. They drive us to Connecticut from New York. So they drive us to a place in Connecticut to a hotel. They do our hair and makeup. um, And then they feed us. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there for two hours. And then they drive us to Bethany's home in in Greenwich, Connecticut. That's the first episode that you see that we're in a home and she comes out through the balcony looking all grand and beautiful. That was 5 o'clock in the morning, by the way. Oh, my gosh. So at this point, I'm like, I'm starving. I'm freezing. It was like 20-something degrees. And it's five o'clock in the morning. Uh, no, like everything wow. about it was And this is when we see, all right, oh my God. So it's not just me and three other people. There were, I think 12 of us at one point. Wow. And it got real, very quick with our mm-hmm. first challenges. And I'm like, what do you mean I have to do a post on Instagram? It's it's 20 degrees out here. I'm, I don't feel my fingers. Like <laughs> I want to go home and sleep. So it was just, and then there's cameras everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's not this beautiful, like the scenery that you see on the Real Housewives where everyone is pretty and and you think it's just one camera on your face. I was tripping over people every two seconds because there was a camera girl here, a camera guy in front of me. I didn't know where to look. And you're not supposed to really look in the camera, but guess who's staring in the camera. This girl right here. I'm like dead (laughs) staring at the (laughs) camera. There, Miloxi stopped staring at the camera. I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know where else to look. <laughs> so it's not as glamorous. I'm sorry, girls and gals. Like, it's, it's not as glamorous as no. you think it is.
2: No. And I want to know so you won. That competition uh, to become the VP of operations for Bethany yes. Frankel's brand, Skinny Girl and all her brands. Yes. Did you stay in the job or are you still in the job or how did that work out? So I am no longer in the job. I can't mm-hmm. talk about exactly what happened,
3: but mm-hmm. I'm no longer in the job now. And there, I would love to share, but since it didn't air, I don't mm-hmm. know if we're going to do a reunion. I don't know what's right. like if there's going to be a part two. So I can't share that part. But as of today, I am no longer on the job, but everything between Bethany and I is amazing. I support her. She supports me. um, And I just felt like, all right, this is my opportunity to start something new for me. Right. And I did a lot of learning with Bethany. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's it's time to start my own brand.
2: You learn from the best. I mean, like I said, lover or hater, she has created brands, I mean, from nothing. And it's kind of like she has that magic dust.
1: Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva, Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store.
4: Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring.
2: You have now your own brand, right, Monarch? Yes. You just launched, right? Just launched. This is my this is my newborn.
3: This is like, but I feel like it's been a making since I was a teenager, and I will I would tell you why. It's um so. Growing up my mom had issues hormonally just you know I I didn't realize it was hormones but it's like heavy menses right so but to me that wasn't an issue it was normal it's, it was what I saw my whole life and then it started happening to me but again I'm thinking it's normal I didn't think anything of it until I got into my 20s where I needed emergency blood transfusions every month. Wow. Um, I was always in the hospital. If if I wasn't getting blood, I was getting iron because Mm -hmm. I was severely anemic. Um, I walked in one day, almost bleeding to death. And my GYN said to me, "Uh, you should just get a, a hysterectomy. I'm like, I'm 23. Wow. 20, like, what are you talking about? Like, wow. do you know what's wrong with me? She goes, we can't figure it out. But I'm like, wow, it's that easy to just write us off. Right. Right. Um. So then that happened. Then I had my children and my mom always said to me, don't worry. It gets better once you have the kids, right? Everything gets, you know, shifts back normal and, and your flow will get heavy. It got worse. It got 10 times worse. And here we are like now the the, the tr- blood transfusions were more frequent. Um, and one day I'm on my way to work um, and we had a big meeting. It was Game of Thrones meeting. So it's mm. like,
2: girls, get, get ready because this is it. What did I'm you sorry. do for Game of Thrones? No, I worked that, for you, HBO. For- <laughs> if you threw that name out there, and we got to stop That's and explain. Funny. What do you mean you worked for the Game of Thrones? <laughs> so I worked for HBO. So I uh-huh.
3: started at Time Warner, which was back then, Time Warner, AOL, AOL Time Warner, right? Mm-hmm. And then I took a break and I had my son and I came back to work with one of the most phenomenal women in the industry, Courtney Monroe. She's now at Disney. Um, and it was for HBO marketing. Um, and it, this is in the midst of Sex and the City. This is wow. The Sopranos and Game of Thrones. So all the marketing that you saw going out there that was us. It was mm. just creating, you know, just billboards and commercials back then. That's what that was. Mar- that was marketing. Now this game of marketing is a different. This is a different animal. Like right. I can't, don't even get me started with the marketing <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> but um yeah, so I so it's funny when people find out that I used to work for HBO and that I won. The, the show, they're like, oh, it's, it, that's all the setup. She's an actress. She used to work for HBO. Darling, I wish it was. I wish. I wish. <laughs>
2: let's just <You're> say <laughs> that because I
3: really went through it. Now this, this was the real deal. Um, so I'm on my way to work that day. And I remember getting out of Grand Central Station. But wait, fa- let's, let's rewind. I live in Rockland County right now, which is 45 minutes north of New York if you're driving. But if you're not driving, if you're commuting, ladies, listen to this. My commute each way was two hours. I was commuting four on a hours. Bus, a day. Or, sorry, on the metro? <laughs> no, or- <it's> gonna, oh, <laughs> I wish. I wish it was that simple. So I had to take a little ferry, okay, of oh the ferry goodness. that crosses me from from where I live to the other side, which is Austining. okay? Mm-hmm. That's called, it's considered Westchester. Once you do the ferry for like 20 minutes, you get on the Metro North. So the Metro North takes you all the way downtown to New York. So on my way on the ferry, I feel my flow and I'm like, okay, it's going to be one of those days. And I would have to wear, I'm sorry, it's graphic. I would have to wear two overnight pads, an adult diaper, okay, over that, and a tampon.
2: Oh my god! And it was still getting wow. through. But I was like, all right,
3: maybe I can make it to the Metro North and get, and find a um, a bathroom and just change in there. I right. didn't even make it out of the ferry. And I was oh already, gosh. it was going through my clothes. So when by the time I get to Grand Central, I was a bloody mess. And what do you do when you feel like you're bleeding? You brace yourself, right? So mm-hmm. I'm bracing myself. I'm holding and I'm like, oh my God, like trying to shift the way I'm sitting. By the time I look, my, the blood is in my hands. I'm touching my face. People oh my thinking gosh. like, Dios mío la mataron. Like right, she right. got stabbed, she something. I am like no, and it's it's gushing out of me. Oh it's not trickling; God. it's gushing. And what do we do, us fierce Latinas? I call my boss. I am like, I have a little issue, but I'll be there ten minutes late. <laughs> She's like, you will do no such thing. Get yourself to a hospital. I was like, no, no, no,
1: no, wow. it's fine. I have
3: it under control. Mentira. Next thing I know, I wake up in the hospital.
1: But wow. I feel like
3: that was my saving grace because I finally found a doctor after so many years of seeing so many different specialists that they all said, get a hysterectomy, but they couldn't tell me why. This mm-hmm. man looked at me. He goes, all right, do you have kids? I said, yeah, I have two boys. He goes, do you want any more? I was like, eh, I don't think so. But <laughs> why? He goes, I think you should get a hysterectomy. And I'm like, I've heard this all my life, but no one tells me why. He goes, I but I'll tell you why. And he explained to me what I had, which is called aneomyosis. And I never knew this thing existed. He goes, Okay. So he was like, either you're going to continue to bleed to death, right? And you're not going to raise your kids anymore. He had to put it in black and white for me like that, for me to register it. He said, or I could put you on birth control pills and you already know the side effects of that. It's not going to be great. And I can't guarantee anything. Um, He goes, what do you want to do? I was like, those are my two choices. He goes, yeah. I was like, cut me. That's it. If, wow. if, if this is what it's going to take for me to raise my boys and see them get married and have, you know, grandkids, then then do what you got to do. But little did I know, I'm thinking, okay, once you take my uterus and, you know, I'm thinking, this is it. You know, I'm going to be great. No one explained to me what's going to happen to you after they do this. And my world went, it just spiraled down. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, I could wear white jeans. Mentira, you're going to wear white jeans, but they're not going to fit you because you're going to gain 20 pounds.
2: Okay. Wow. And the, this, this is be- because the hysterectomy causes all kinds of hormonal issues oh, or, hormonal or tell me.
3: So it, it, it causes hormonal issues. But with me and the more mm-hmm. I'm talking to other females, is, it speeds you straight into perimenopause right? Back then growing up, when you say menopause or perimenopause, anything that has to do with menopause, I picture a viejita, someone in her seventies, you know, never did I think it would happen to someone in their thirties. So I ignored all of that. I'm like, Oh, it's just, I'm tired because what happened? I go to see my primary and she was just like, you need to rest more. You need to sleep more. You need to lose weight. And I'm like, but I don't, I don't feel like it's that. I don't feel like it's really like I can't think straight. My brain fog is horrible. I I can't remember where I'm going half of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And that did happen to me. I'm going to pick up my kids halfway there. I didn't know where I was heading. I blanked out. And I'm like, this isn't normal. I went. I got several tests done, and I don't know if you've done this, but every time you go to get your hormones checked, everything is normal. The blood work is normal. You're fine. And I'm like,
2: I don't feel fine, and I know I'm not fine. Mm -hmm. So. But I want to interrupt here to say, to point out something that's super important for that you were an advocate for your own health
1: and that you didn't
2: follow, you didn't necessarily believe everything that the doctors told you because you know your body. We know our bodies more than anybody else. And I think that's such an important point to make because doctors have been wrong so many times. Oh, my God. A lot of women have gone through horrible things because they listen to their doctor instead of their own intuition. It's always yes. good to get two, three, even four um, opinions. Right. So yes. I just wanted sure. to, to point that out because that's super, super important. And that's something that I feel in our community as Latinas, we don't do as much as we should. We don't advocate and speak up as yes. much as we should.
3: And I'm glad you pointed that out because I don't know if when you were growing up, you had all these wives tales, right? Growing up, my mom always said to me, make sure when you have kids, you don't wash your hair after labor and delivery. And I'm like, why? Oh, because you'll go crazy. (laughs) So I'm like, really? That's a crazy wives tale. (laughs) It is. But let me, can I tell you my second son, I had the worst postpartum depression and I'm like, did I wash my hair? This is how crazy it was because I I went back to what I was, you know, grown up being taught. Like, if you wash your hair, you're going to go crazy. And then I made made the connection. I'm like, it's not that I washed my hair. This is postpartum depression, but we're not talking about it. As Latinas, I was raised, don't spread your business. Don't talk about things that you're going through behind closed doors. And when it comes to your health, ni pregunte. Right. You know, so I'm like, we need to change that. So this is Mm -hmm. what Monarch says. Monarch says we're having the conversation. I I want to begin a podcast. I haven't gotten there yet. But why are we talking about this? Why is it taboo? Why are we embarrassed to say I'm 35? I'm 45. My libido is is horrible. I'm about to get a divorce because my husband thinks I'm having an affair because I don't want to have sex with him. My hair is falling out. I gained Mm -hmm. 40 pounds on the big shot. I was 60 pounds overweight. And I'm like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And, and before getting on the, on the big shot, a week before. Going on set, I went to see a a hormonal uh, doctor because I was desperate. I was like, Bethany's gonna ask me questions and I'm gonna blank out. Um, I'm not gonna know how to answer it, so I need help. So I paid a thousand dollars. He put me on all these, you know, progesterone, testosterone, all these fun things that did absolutely nothing for me. I ended up gaining more weight. I started growing facial hair. And I'm like, there goes a thousand dollars down the drain. I I look horrible on television, but even worse, I felt worse. I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't just articulate my words properly. So I come back from the big shot. Great. You know, it was was wonderful. Uh, I won and I still feel crappy. Like my hair is falling out at
2: this point. I'm sorry. You have a question. Oh, I was just going to ask real quick. And when you won the big shot did it also come with like a mo- monetary win or just the the position just like no you do you you do get a
3: monetary win and okay. that's what i used to start my business perfect See? transition <laughs> put it in the bank. I'm like, that's going to serve for something one day. And then mm. when, when I, I walked away, I was like, huh, there goes the money that I'm right. going to start and just, you know, create my empire. Everything my happens turn. for a reason, everything, right? Everything. And it's, it, you always question God's timing, but it's like, mm-mm, just believe, have faith. And um, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in, in all of those amazing, beautiful things that God, you know, puts in front of us. But, um,
2: Where was I? Here we go with the brain fog. (laughs) (laughs) So the Monarchs, um, yeah, talk to us about the first iteration of it and how, because when I saw your company, when I was researching to do your interview, I was like, this must be such a difficult company to start because of all of, I don't know, the FDA regulations or like, do you have to get scientists involved or doctors involved? Because it's it's kind of like a delicate product. It's not like a book or a wallet. Right, it's it has to do with so, your body and chemistry and all that. So, talk to us about that journey. Yes, the way I fell into it.
3: So, when I get when I got back from um, from doing the big shot, I was desperate at this point. I now I'm sixty pounds overweight. Now I'm not sleeping at night. I'm up at three o'clock in the morning. I'm sweating. I'm, it's just nasty. And I'm like, I need help. I I can't do this anymore. So I started doing the research. Right, and I'm like, I already spent thousands of dollars on pellets on hormones. Let me just try something natural. So I'm, I'm looking up supplements and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try this for my sleep. And I'm gonna try this for the hair. And I I started having like, I had a little lab in my kitchen and I'm like, Oh mira, this is interesting because I'm sleeping now at night because I'm trying this supplement and my hair is not falling out because I'm doing this supplement. So all these different supplements were working. I got my hormones under control finally. But then I'm like, Oh my God, I'm spending like $600 a month alone on supplements because I'm, I'm just, you know, just mixing and matching. And I'm like, this is really expensive. Mm-hmm. It's helping me. Yes, but it's expensive. And I'm like, there has to be a better way. So, you know, I go online I'm doing my research. I'm I'm, I'm going on TikTok and I see all these women going through the same thing. Like, what is wrong with me? Why isn't, why are we getting any help? And why aren't we talking about it? And that's when I was like, this is a perfect opportunity for me to start something because let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's start something that's affordable. And when I came up with the idea I met with one person and his first question was, well, what's going to be your price range? And I was like, 20, no more than $25. And he looked at me, he goes, are you crazy? And I'm like, why? He goes, everyone else is selling gummies for $80. I said, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. First of all, gummies are full of sugar and they don't Mm -hmm. have the nutritional value or, you know, it's not going to help you in any way. And there's already a market for someone that could afford $80 for one supplement i am not gonna do that i refuse to do that there is no market for women that need help that that they have to literally pinch pennies to, to afford one one supplement i was like it's not fair i'm i'm gonna serve that market I'm going to mm-hmm. walk into the market out. it's like $23, but guess what? You don't have to pay. And this is what other companies do. They're like, oh, you have problems with your stomach? Here's a bottle of a probiotic. Here's a bottle of a prebiotic. Here's a product of like an enzyme. Their goals, how many products, three products. And at their price is like, what, $50 each maybe? I was like, absolutely not. I'm putting all these three products into one. So this is how I sat here and I'm like, this is how I'm going to be different. So if you have gut issues, I'm going to give you all the products that helped me in one bottle. I'm not going to sell you three different formulas with my hair. I did that as well Um, with sleep, all the, all the, the, the supplements and all the ingredients. I wrote everything down. I met with a research and discovery team, uh, research and development, excuse me. And I said to them, these are the scientists. These are the big boys that come in and, and put the science behind it. And I'm like, all right, uh, this is what I was taking in my kitchen. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. So how do I make this into a formula? And they, they broke it down for me. And, and they mm-hmm. did the research and they did the calculations for me. And they handed over this beautiful binder. And they were like, here, here's your formulas. Mm. run, run and be with it. So then it's not easy. People think that they go on YouTube, they see these TikTok influencers. They're like, Hey, you can make a million dollars in one day with this product It's not that easy. You have to do your research. You have to find suppliers. You have to find the manufacturers. Then you have to figure out your branding and then you have to create a website. And then you have to get all these just like licenses. Because again, like you said, this is not a book. This is something Mm. that's going into your body. So this took me a good year Wow. A good year to launch, just getting ideas. And when I tell you, it, w- I was pulling in 18 hours, just sitting in front of my computer, talking to people, calling people that I knew that are in this market, that that'll give me pointers because I was mm-hmm. so confused and so lost. And again, I wanted to give up, but I'm like, I can't because now I'm doing it for all these younger girls that are going through this as well. Um, and 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 I stopped with the five formulas that I have now, because those are the five formulas that are dear to my heart because it's everything I went through. It's the postpartum supplement. Again, no conversations are being had about that, we're embarrassed to say, you know, I don't like my baby right now, or I'm not happy mm. that I have a baby right now. So right. we need to talk about that. So that's one supplement. The hair, my hair was falling out by the clumps. Like my kids could find me throughout the house, just follow the hair trail. That's where <laughs> that's where she is. <laughs> wow. um, and then the menopause, and and the the supplement for the for the hormones. It's good for girls with PCOS. Another conversation we're not having. PMS, p- perimenopause, uh, the sleep. I, I mean, people are are calling me or some are sending me DMs. They're like, "Where have you been? Like my whole life?" Because I've been searching for something. I just I just didn't know what it was until I started taking your supplements. Thank you. Yeah. And again, we're still brand new. The word isn't really out there yet as much as I want to be because I, I want to focus right now on my customers that I have now. And mm-hmm. w- but what I mean by that is if you bought something from me recently, I'm reaching out to you every week. I'm like, how do you feel this week? And how do you feel this week? Yeah. <laughs> are you sleeping? How are I wanna have that 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 communication with my customers and then I'm looking within the next year to start branching out in major stores. That's still a conversation I'm having because I've been told that once you are in stores, it everything changes. You no longer have the control of your company uh, mm-hmm. than when you sell on e-commerce. So that's that's still a song and dance, and I'm I'm, I'm trying, you know, trying to mm-hmm. to dissect and figure out what the next steps are. So where can people find your products now? So we're on my website, which is monarchsco.com. dot com. Um, and if people ask, I've been getting this question to why monarchs, why the name, do you love butterflies? And I was like, you know, what? I do love butterflies, but it wasn't because of that. Um, I just love the whole transition that a butterfly has. And I can relate that to a female, to a woman, you know, you start off as an egg and then you're just this creepy, crawly little caterpillar. <laughs> and then you go you, you, to your crystal stage and you just embark into this beautiful butterfly. That's when people really value you and and just admire you. And I'm like, that's what a woman goes through. We go through all these transitions and not the greatest of them, right? But we always embark out like a gorgeous butterfly. I haven't met one woman yet that I'm not, I don't completely fall in love with because I hear her journey, her pains, her struggles and where she is today. And I, I am all about celebrating women.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I love the fact that it's not just a product, but it's also a platform to have a conversation about these different issues. I think a lot of times because we don't talk about it and because we don't know that there's other women dealing with similar issues when we have these, whether it's postpartum, whether it's Mm -hmm. your hair falling out, we feel like it's us, something wrong with us, right? Yes. But knowing that it's not us, it's it's boils down to chemistry and it boils down to like being a human being where it is. <laughs> we're yes. not going to be perfect. And we have to we're not. advocate for ourselves, figure out how to like help ourselves with products, different types yes. of products, etc. So I'm, I'm so happy that you as a Latina are really, um, pushing the needle in us to have these kinds of conversations that are uncomfortable because yes. our moms and our grandmas, typically wouldn't talk to us about our periods or, and no, a lot of times they would shame us like, oh, you know, you need to like throw, go outside and throw all your stuff out in, <laughs> in the trash can outside. And it's like, just- exactly, exactly. Right? <laughs> like,
3: you know, I beautify it for women. Now I'm like, we tend to, to idolize these beautiful women we see on TV or social media. And for example, right now, I'm like, look at the Kardashians. Everyone loves the Kardashians. They're gorgeous. They're going to perimenopause, by the way. See? So when you see it like that, you're like, wait a minute. They look young. No, my dear. These women are also going through what you go through. So stop shaming yourself. Stop thinking you're different because what you see on television or Instagram doesn't really fit what, you, what you're going through every single day. Guess what? All these beautiful women that are your age are going through the same exact thing, but because we're ashamed to talk about it, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to remove that. That is my goal is to remove the taboo from being ashamed of our bodies, of what we're going through, of people calling us the B word because, oh, she must be on her period because Mm. what, because I'm having a meltdown because I feel like the world is on my shoulders and no one understands me and my body feels like it's falling apart. I'm changing that. I I don't, I don't care how long it's going to take me, but I, you know, that's my mission. Um, I don't know if you're aware of there's an app out there. I, I don't wanna name the name because I don't know, you know, for um trademark issues or copyright issues. But it's for blind people. Um if they'll call you, your phone rings is a certain ringer, right? And you pick up and the blind person's on the other line and, and you're helping them. Um, and they'll be like, I've had a guy say, Hey, you know, I just got dressed. Can you make sure that I, that I match and you see him? It's like a FaceTime Aww. call. You're like, Oh yeah, you look great. And and that's the call. I love that. It's amazing. Um, I'll text <laughs> you the name just okay. in case. Um, and I'm like, why don't we have that for women, especially for postpartum moms? There's no judgment. It'll just be another mom on the other line, picking up and saying, you're going to be fine. You're good. Go to a room, get a breather. Just, you're going to, be fine. Why don't we have that? Love it. So that's that's my narrative. That's that's what I want to do now. I want to embrace all these women and even guys. Like, I want to invite guys on my platform because they're going through it. Like, my husband didn't know how to help me. He was like, Girl, what is wrong with you? You're a right. monster. And he started doing the research so that he could better understand what I'm going through. So I want to put the research out there, even for kids. Like my kids, I want my kids to know how to understand mommy when she's not feeling her best. So right. that's what monarchs is. Like it's affordable supplements. Yes, it'll be great to to sell them all expensive and be a beautiful brand, but I want it to be a classic. And that's why the branding is very just simple. I want it to be classic and that you could put it on your nightstand and not be ashamed about it. Not these beautiful loud colors because I love the loud colors, but not, you know, not calling attention to it because people still are not ready to talk about why she's taking a hormone supplement, you know? So it's just, let's just make it
2: part of our everyday life. Right. Simple. A lot of women that have businesses, including myself, we're always trying to juggle like making our kids happy, our husband happy, our business happy. How do you make it all work? So it, it's scary every day. I, I'm, I'm tempted to go back to the corporate
3: world. I'm on LinkedIn all the time because having that secure paycheck every two weeks, it's so easy, right? It's like comforting and it's, it's that's it. You're guaranteed that money. I'm doing Monarchs 24 hours now. This is my full-time job. So I have to make this work. And I tell my boys all the time, like mommy's in this, you know, 17 hours a day. I'm sorry. I can't play with you. But if I don't make this work, you guys are going to eat peanut butter and jelly every day for the rest of your life. And, and that ramen noodle that you love so much is going to be a permanent staple <laughs> here. <laughs> so this is it. Like I, I am, I'm giving it my all. I have to make this work. Yeah. And I'm sure you will.
2: I'm sure you will. We
3: will I hope so. We will. And, and the reviews that I'm getting from people, it looks very promising,
2: but we'll see. What is something you're doing, reading, listening to that, you, that you're that you obsessed with that you want to recommend?
3: I wish I could tell you that I was reading something or <laughs> listening to anything, but you know what I'm obsessed with? And, and, and I've picked this up during COVID. I am truly obsessed with gardening now. And this is why I have Love my it. little right Aww. here. And I don't have a green thumb to save my life, but this is why I'm so intrigued by it because it is therapeutic for me. My kids laugh because they're like, mom is out there looking at the grass grow again, dad, go grab your wife. And seriously, I'm standing there because I'm like, I put so much hard work into this garden. I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm doing, but one day it's going to grow and one day it's going to be beautiful. And, and, and it happens. And I, I think I, I could just relate to that. I'm grass seeds right now. I'm
2: growing. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, and how are you taking the lead? I'm taking the lead because
3: I am finally standing up for myself. I am finally making people respect my no. I was always a people pleaser my entire life. Always, always doing everything, setting myself on fire to keep others warm. And now I'm learning to find my voice. It's taken me 40 plus years to find my voice, but it's it's about me now. And if I say no, respect my no, and I I shouldn't have to explain myself why. That's how I'm taking the lead.
2: Love it. Thank you so much again, Maloxi. It's been a pleasure Thank to get to you. know you. Um, Likewise. And you have Thank a you friend for here in, Yeah, you have a friend here in Los Angeles if you're ever out here. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and give us a review. Tell your friends and comadres about our podcast. And hope you join us next week. Latinas Take the Lead is executive produced by Hodgson Reynoso Media Group, LLC, and hosted by me, Naiva Reynoso. Production assistant is Ana Sofia Monzon. Latinas Take the Lead is a production of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hasta la próxima.
1: Right rug flooring.